0: Johnny boy. Oh, it's going. You know, these Apple products that I spend way too much money on are not cooperating today. But you know what? That's life, Darren. You got to roll with the punches a little bit.
1: Well, that is what Apple does best, right? I mean, it locks (laughs) you into their system and then charges a lot of money. And they're great products, but when they're not connecting... You hate your life well, so much.
0: You're right. I mean, it is a first-world problem, right? I'm like, my wireless AirPods aren't connecting the right way. Ugh, everything sucks.
1: No, but... it's just when you're about to record. I get it. You're not being. Yeah, uh, you're not being terrible. But but, uh, how was your week? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been great. How about yours? I'm excited because we have our NMR episodes in full force now on both Patreon and our main feed.
1: Well, I was going to say, first off, welcome to Shaken and Disturbed. I forgot to well, say that. Well, that's a good I'm Taryn Karp, there and, and you're John Thrasher. And we're in the yes. middle of, I'm in the middle of a potential downpour just I from know. what Ida is bringing. Um, but was, I was going to say, given the fact that you said that our NMRs are in full force, have mm-hmm. you gotten any feedback on the great coffee debate of 2021? <laughs>
0: Not not since we've posted that episode, but um, you know, people have been continually like discovering the original episode that we talked about that on. Yes. And they I get d I still get DMs about it. It's like it's so funny how such a passing little moment, um you know, can really resonate through our audience for like years to come. I feel like we're going to get DMs like this for the rest of our lives about Starbucks versus Dunkin'.
1: I think we are. And if you did yeah. listen to that NMR, you know that when we record this week's NMR, I'm going to mm-hmm. be talking about the dinner Yeah. that I potentially, may or may not, allegedly, supposedly <laughs> survived. That's but, right. What we don't know. This could be Is a pre-recording. Darren... We don't know. Is...
0: Is Darren recording this from the afterlife? You, Find out on this week's NMR.
1: That's out. what we, that's the type of stuff John and I bring you on Shaken and Disturbed. <laughs> right. That kind of Paranormal. content. But uh, let's get into this week's case, John, right away. But I want to know what you were drinking today. Is it coffee? Yeah. Is it is it BSB? What is it?
0: You're, it's it's literally both, Darren. I'm finishing my coffee whiskey that was sent to us a couple of months ago. There we go. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's accessible. It's easy. I'm not going too crazy. You know, we record these during the day, not the evening. So... It's a great little drink for me. What about you?
1: Uh, I am drinking, so I went to my cousin's wedding this last weekend, which will you know we'll catch up on an NMR. But I went to my and I just I was trying to like what's the good refreshing drink because it was so hot. So it's kind kind of going back to my old mainstay with a little twist on it. I'm going with a greyhound today, so I'm having some grapefruit juice and vodka.
0: I haven't had. I remember we had that on Martinis and Murder like years ago. Yeah. And I expected not to like it because I'm not a big grapefruit juice person. Like, I sure. love grapefruit. I love the flavor of it, but the it's, like, way too acidic for my stomach. Yeah. And I, I ended understand. up really liking that drink, surprisingly. Yeah,
1: I would drink a glass of grapefruit juice, but I don't. Like, orange juice, no yeah. problem and stuff. But right, um, right. I find that with... Like a little bit of vodka. Oh, I was also I forgot this, which I did today too. I completely forgot. Mm, it's mm. vodka, grapefruit, and some seltzer. So it's kind of like a vodka soda mm. with a splash of grapefruit. Splash of grapefruit. Yeah, but I yeah. put a I put a little bit more than just a splash.
0: Oh my god, I love that. I
1: was kind of mixing between that and the same drink, but with pineapple juice this last weekend. So well, nothing sweeter than pineapple, baby. Let me just say that. And hello, that was almost the key ingredient, for lack of a better term here, for yeah. the Jean Benet Ramsey case.
0: Well, that's right. Maybe that's my remember. maybe that's my specific obsession with pineapple. You never know. Well,
1: I have a specific obsession with you, but I think we should get into this week's case. What do you think?
0: I like that, but one quick thing before we start because you were you just reminded me because you said you forgot and wanted to say something. Yeah. For the last 2 weeks, I've been wanting to give a shout out to somebody who is a big fan of our show and I oh. keep forgetting. His name is Ian. Ian, if you're listening, happy birthday. His birthday was a couple weeks ago. Happy birthday, Ian. He's he's amazing. He's the guy that you might have seen in our Instagram stories, guys, recently where he got a new puppy and he was Uh. initiating the puppy with a new episode of Shaken and Disturbed. That's
1: right. And that was the most adorable photo and I believe (laughs) I liked it and I saw it and I said... You sir yeah. are a king. That's what I said about <laughs> Ian in my head and now I'm That's saying right. it to you again. So happy belated birthday. And
0: happy marriage. You got married like 2 weeks before that. So it's like what a uh, great what a, a great month puppy, of his life. A puppy, a
1: new marriage, you're yeah. living it. You're living it Ian. We hope we can continue <laughs> to bring you good content for this next chapter in your That's life. That's
0: right. Okay, one last thing, actually, before we start this week's episode. I have to talk about how much I love WickedClothes.com. Darren, you talked about your Demon Cat from Hell shirt last week. I am so obsessed with with this merch. Their merch is basically everything paranormal. There's Bigfoot, Mothman, Ghost Hunting, True Crime stuff is on there. They have a shirt that says True Crime Club, which is so cute. There's another one that says Serial Killer Documentaries and Chilled. You have to make sure you get that one. Um, If not for you, then definitely think about these uh, shirts and this merch as gifts uh, as we approach the holiday season. We um, really, really love this company. And the shirt that I got is so funny. It's like a cartoon. And it's like a mother holding her baby, asking it what it wants to be when it grows up. And it's responding with cremated. And I'm like, this is very much my sense of humor. I feel like it's our listener's sense of humor as well in a lot of ways. So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Take a minute and browse their site. That's wickedclothes.com. And if you use coupon code SHAKEN, you can get 10% off your order. So if you want to save some time, you can actually get that coupon automatically applied to your cart Uh, by going to the link wickedclothes.com slash shaken, or you can click it right in our show notes. Absolutely love them. I'm going to buy a ton of these shirts for my friends and family for for the holidays. Okay, now now that we have that uh, out of the way, um, let's start today's show.
1: Let's get into it. June Lin was a 33-year-old Chinese student who was going to school in Montreal, Canada. June arrived in July of 2011 to enroll in Concordia University's undergrad engineering and computer science program. So that's what we call in my lingo in the media world. We call that a smarty pants. John, oh, would you okay. agree with that's that? okay. That's official
0: term, yeah.
1: I think that's the scientific term for someone who studies engineering and computer science. It's Got just it. Like, a smarty pants. A Got smarty it. pants. That's what, that's what I've heard. I don't know. Thank Look you it up for the, You're that. welcome. See,
0: this is the, this is the type learn. of content we bring on the show. You can't right, get exactly. this anywhere else. You,
1: you really can't. You really can't. <laughs> and in May, in May of 2012, June moved into a new apartment in Griffintown, Montreal, with a new roommate. Have you ever been to Montreal, by the way?
0: Montreal, no. I love, uh, let me just say this though. That's Canada, right? Yes. yes For a second, I sweetie. thought it was. No, look, one second. I was looking at the doc that we're sharing here to talk about today's episode, and I thought it said Montana. And I'm like, wait, what? Montreal? No, Mo- Montreal is in Canada. Oh, God. And I Montreal, have.
1: <laughs> Montana, same, same landscape. Hold on. Same everything. Let
0: me just say something before we get any further. I love geography. I will. <laughs> Uh. A geography, I'm picking geography every time I play Trivial Pursuit. I know what's up. I just misread Montreal. Mm-hmm. I thought it might have said Mo- Montana. Okay. okay?
1: Just take a okay. sip of your drink, sweetie. And I know. Just Let
0: me do take a sip. But I want to say shout out to Canadian people because I have not met a Canadian. I Wait. I haven't met a Canadian that I don't like. So there yes, you go.
1: Yes, that would be correct. All Canadians <laughs> I meet are just Awful. Just kidding. Oh, is that right? Some even join our lovely um, <laughs> Patreon hangouts. So I'm not going to front because we had a long conversation That's with one right. of our fans about vaccines and this and that. And I leave it there. Did you I say you're
0: candy. not going to front? Um, yeah, let's not front. Oh my God. I have, there's a whole thing about this I need to talk to you about after the show. Did I say something? Oh, can we well, talk about
1: it at, at on I'll, MMR?
0: Yeah, we shouldn't. Well, I'll, t- I'll say it now because we shouldn't like say that and then go off air and talk. Sherry O'Terry. Does has done from SNL who Darren you're friends with? We should be honest with the listeners. Yeah. um, Sherry O'Terry from SNL did a sketch with Britney Spears that where Britney Spears says that she won't front, and the way she said it is just always been in the back of my head since high school. And the way you just said it sounded like her. Oh, and oh. Sherry O'Terry will know that sketch if you bring it up and say that. So I just wanted to share that with you.
1: I love that you love her just like I do. I do, I do. Okay. Anyway, back back to
0: this show. You just threw me for a second. Here we go. Okay,
1: so just to recap after the Sherry O'Terry rant, (laughs) I just want everyone to know that in May of 2012, June had moved into this new apartment in Griffintown, Montreal, with a new roommate. Okay, that's where we're at. Okay, And although he was described as being a nice guy and a gentleman, his neighbors would occasionally notice that he played music too loudly in his apartment. They also noticed when he stopped with the loud music towards the end of May. Lynn was last seen by his friends on May 24th, 2012.
0: During that's my birthday. birthday. So that's what were right. you doing? Do you remember? Did you have a computer birthday party in 2012?
1: I probably did. And because this <laughs> guy was a computer science guy, I'm clearly linked that's to the right. case.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: As my, uh, wait, how old would I have been? 24? So oh yeah, my, my 24-year-old self is having a computer party.
0: That's, isn't and, it weird that that's nine years ago, by the way? Think no way. Think about
1: that. I was still with Andy back then, like I know. well into my it's Andy like two thousand
0: and twelve was such a big year for me. It was like one of my best years ever, and like I can't believe it's been nine years since two thousand and twelve yep. anyway, we're getting old
1: well, Eric Clinton Kirk Newman, that is a name mm. That is a name.
0: (laughs) That is a name.
1: That is a name. Eric Clinton Kirk Newman was born on July 24th, 1982 to Anna Yorkin and Donald Newman. Eric's parents divorced when he and his two siblings were still young, and he was sent to live with his grandmother, Phyllis. Hmm. However, Eric's grandmother and grandfather also divorced, and it was decided that he would be homeschooled for a few years. Eric was able to attend some high school between 1998 and 2000, during which time he was most notice for his preoccupation with his looks and overall vanity which to be fair in high school aren't we all aren't we all like yeah Aren't
0: we all Aren't we you all? know what?
1: Social media, hello. I know some fucking thirty year olds that are like this. I know forty year olds <laughs> that are like this anyway. Well
0: wait a minute. Listen, you're very connected to the real housewives. So you know some older, yeah. you know, I that I wasn't do even them. thinking
1: reality stars. I was thinking yeah. like friends of just mine. People. But anyway, yeah. yeah, anyway. Well, around <laughs> two thousand two, two thousand three, Eric began stripping at a Toronto nightclub called Remingtons. Mm. And by two thousand three, Eric had featured in his first two adult films, oh. both of which involved him playing a straight man who' "Quote unquote turned gay."
0: Oh, okay. So now this is where my expertise comes in. Okay, but this this in. is
1: this is adult films. This is all like not based on anything real, <laughs> right? Do you know what I right. mean? Like, like it's not even that offensive when they do it this way because you know that it's like it's like oh I'm just gonna walk into the ski lodge. Oop, my top fell off, and oh, oh there no. happens to be so many people here who right. are also de Like that's just like it's just not real. It's just no. not real. No, it's not true. that I have any experience
0: with. this. Yeah, genre. let us be let's be clear there. Let's
1: be clear there. It's um, things I've read online and in <laughs> magazines. <laughs>
0: That's right. Well, listen, I'm I'm happy to that we're talking about this because I do feel like I can contribute to straight men turning gay. No, I'm just kidding. But it is yes. a fun topic, if nothing else. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know, we've all been extremely stressed over the last couple of years, more than ever, and it's easy to get lost in all of that. Better Health will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and this service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. That is one thing I've really loved about BetterHelp. I've used it myself. Um, it's just really great. If you don't click with somebody, which happens whenever you are looking for a therapist you can click out find a new one and on you go it's really great it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. You can visit betterhelp.com shaken. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states and we have a special offer for shaken and disturbed listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/shaken by the way isn't it interesting he went from by the way we went straight from high school to stripping and then he's doing adult films you know this all happened kind of fast so where is that going to lead us god only knows
1: yes that's true
0: that's true well in 2004 he appeared in at least two more adult films under the name jimmy So shout out to anyone named Jimmy listening to today's show. Congratulations, you're an adult uh, film star. In 2004, Eric befriended a 21-year-old woman who suffered with developmental disabilities. Her condition left her with the reasoning of an 8 to 12-year-old child. So Mm. very heartbreaking. Yes. Eric convinced his new friend to apply for credit cards and use them to accumulate $10,000 in debt under her name now this is so so stressful and heartbreaking because it's abuse it's abuse and it's obviously illegal by the way because you know i've been hearing a lot about you know darren you know when we get those scam spam phone calls all the time at least i do i think you and i talked about this once where it's like you know spam risk someone's calling you they want your they want to talk to you about your car's extended warranty blah 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 yeah well Specifically, elderly people, not necessarily, you know, disabled people, but elderly people who wouldn't know the difference are being targeted and, you know, being told by these people who are scamming them that like, you know, oh, if you don't pay $10,000 right now via Western Union. I mean, my
1: grandfather was like almost scammed out of like $25,000 like years ago. They called saying Uh, like, well, my cousin you know, was heard and they needed to wire him money and you know, like my grandfather's a savvy guy, but he was old at the time. He right, no, away, that's, but
0: yeah, same you know,
1: but yeah, I mean it's it's horrible that he's doing this. Eric this is not a yeah. good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then this is, we're talking about the Eric guy, by the way, just for clarity's sake, not uh, June, who or we talked about earlier. So two right, different exactly. people happening here. But this Eric yes. guy, and by the way, sorry to hear that about your grandfather. I'm glad nothing really yeah, terrible no, came out
1: of that. Yeah, no, we caught it kind of before anything could good. happen. So, but yeah. that's
0: a great example. That's exactly what I'm talking about. People taking advantage of people who are yep. otherwise unavailable to make their own decisions like that. Anyway, this Eric guy also videotaped himself sexually assaulting the, whim- the oh woman, my God. who's, by the way, developmentally disabled. I mean, this is disgusting. Yeah. Although Canadian law enforcement was able to charge Eric with fraud, they dropped the assault charge before trial. We need to hmm. learn some more details about that. In 2005, Eric pled guilty to four additional fraud charges. Before sentencing, his attorney presented a medical report to the court showing that Eric had, quote, significant psychiatric issues. End well, quote. That,
1: would, that would track just considering yeah. this, this behavior. I mean, this is... It's no excuse for anything, but it it would track in terms of like, this is not a sane person.
0: And listen, like, you know, fraud and money things are one thing, but to film sexual assault, that is another level. Or sexual assault,
1: period, let alone filming it. Alone,
0: but then filming it, like, that is so, like, another level. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, during sentencing, the justice warned Eric, quote, you have a medical problem and you need to always take medication. If you do not, your life is going to get messed up, end quote. So that tells me that the justice, the judge here, you know, has taken in the details about what's going on with this guy and probably has made his or her own assessment about the situation. And I'm more, uh, I'm more confident that maybe there actually is a medical thing happening here with this Eric guy. Well, Eric was sentenced to nine months of community service and 12 months of probation. Eric continued to appear in adult films. And in the summer of 2006, legally changed his name to Luca Rocca Magnata. Mm-hmm. Rocco Magnata, excuse me.
1: Oh, I know this name.
0: you know that name? okay. I do. Um,
1: <laughs> well, it's a, from it's from um if anyone's seen don't fuck with cats on that. That's right. So you know, figured... know that name.
0: Yeah, there is some connection here. And so throughout two thousand seven and two thousand eight, Luca's main focus, who by the by the way was previously Eric, Luca Eric. Um, His main focus was trying to make it big by auditioning for reality shows like Cover Guy and Plastic Makes Perfect, neither of which mm. I've heard of. No, me neither. Yeah. Well, Luca also tried to create a public persona for himself by starting rumors about himself online, then reaching out to journalists to refute the gossip. Now, wow. listen, you've got to be... First of all, get a life, you know, if like if you're doing things like this. Well, it's
1: just desperate for fame. It's, it's just desperate for attention, you know. Yeah. I mean, like I know people who create think accounts about themselves on Instagram to try and get verified. So then they oh refute God. it and then Instagram has to like verify them. So like there's all different forms of this type of stuff. That's but-
0: very bizarre, yeah.
1: On September 14th, 2007, Luca visited the headquarters of the Toronto Sun to deny an online rumor that he was dating convicted killer Carla Hamolka. Instead of publishing a story about Luca's alleged affair with the criminal, they published a story about his odd visit to the newspaper to refute gossip he seemed to have started himself.
0: <laughs> oh my god. In
1: December of 2010, the infamous One Guy, Two Kittens video surfaced online, and I don't like... This is hard for me to even talk about because I couldn't even watch it in that Netflix show, but depicting two kittens being killed by an unidentified man whose face is concealed throughout the video. Mm. A Facebook group of about 4,000 people was created in response to the video, where animal rights activists sought to find the video's creator and bring him to justice. Yeah. The group members believe Luca joined the group under an alien under an alias to monitor the group's progress in their hunt, which has to be so easy to do. I mean...
0: Yeah, it, you would think. Like,
1: that's that's so easy to pull off. And when and when the group went astray in their search, they believe Luca anonymously posted a photo to a group message board showing a photo of the man in the video with his face unblurred. Mm. This is just a next level for attention. On December 28, <laughs> 2010, get a talent. On December 28, <laughs> 2010, an animal rights activism group put out a $5,000 reward for information leading to the rest of the man in the video. On December 28th, 2010, an animal rights activism group put out a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of a man in the video, stating it's a gateway crime. Once somebody starts to open that door, that's when things start to get really dangerous. Mm. On January 4th, 2011, Luca contacted an attorney expressing concerns about all the publicity the kitten killer was garnering. He asked the attorney whether he had any pending arrest warrants. He did not.
0: Okay. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: It's like his, it's, it's, he's, he has his own worst enemy. He's his own vigilante for himself.
0: Yeah. In, but also, like, by the way, I just want to full disclosure. I have not seen uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Have, did you end up watching it? Oh, I did. Okay. Oh, I, I did. thought you did.
1: It's, it's honestly, you know, like, they, for, to tell the whole story, I'll just say this they do mm-hmm. a d- pretty decent job of, like, showing you how horrible the videos are without,
0: Making, making you
1: endure them. that. Like yeah. there were certainly moments where I turned away, mm. but I, it was, but that's, I think more so it wasn't because they were like purposely shown torture or, and it wasn't like that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was a lot of illusion, which was good, but it. it was a really good documentary.
0: Okay, that's good. Yeah, it was a big deal when it was out, so...
1: Oh my god, you should check it out if you haven't. Well, in early 2011, a new online group called the Animal Beta Project, AB Project, was created with the express purpose of stopping Luca before he hurt anyone else. The group of armchair detectives claimed that the setting of the the kitten video matched very closely to the interior of Luca's home as it was shown in his other public photos. This is why online sleuths are just the best... One anonymous group member commented, we felt we would continue, that he would harm other animals and eventually move on to something even more violent, like hurting a person.
0: By the way, I just want to give a little disclaimer here for anyone listening that was just background sirens in case you're driving in your car right now and think that you're getting pulled over.
1: Yes, my apologies. That was me.
0: So this guy is terrible is basically what we've gleaned. And there are multiple Facebook groups at this point with cash rewards looking for him. So that's that's what we need to know. Um, And although the and although the group was able to obtain a lot of information about Luca, they were unable to trace his whereabouts until they found a photo from October 2010 taken with a cell phone stamped with a GPS locator. Which, by the way, most of them do these days. So be aware of that. This told them that Luca was in Toronto. They contacted the Ontario Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And in February 2011, a police file was opened on Luca. Throughout November and December 2011, several more kitten videos surfaced online. The AB project felt these were posted as taunts to the group. In December of 2011, a story about the kitten killer was published by The Sun, a London-based publication. Shortly thereafter, Luca arrived at the paper's office to deny killing a kitten, although the paper had not spoken about him in the article.
1: Like
0: what a nightmare person.
1: What a fucking yeah, nightmare person (laughs) is the correct
0: (laughs) terminology. Description.
1: Yeah, like it is a nightmare person. I love that term. You're a nightmare person. You're a nightmare person, Luca. You're a nightmare person. Yeah. We're
0: gonna make it, you know, don't be a nightmare person. Maybe we're gonna put it on a t shirt. You know, I think we we should see.
1: I kind of want a T-shirt embroidered that says nightmare person.
0: <laughs> nightmare person. All right. We can make this happen. Let's do uh, it. All right. Well, reporter Alex West described Luca as highly suspicious. Stating, highly quote, sus. Yeah, highly sus. <laughs> That's right. Highly sus. Stating, quote, behind the denials, it seemed he was getting some sort of bizarre pleasure out of the attention. I'm sorry. I don't want to make it political, but doesn't this kind of sound like somebody we know from from recent history? Okay. Well, there's That's a lot
1: of the- similarities between narcissists.
0: Yeah, that's right. You're, you're absolutely right. Well, yeah. two days later, The Sun received threatening anonymous emails stating, quote, next time you hear from me, it will be in a movie I am producing that will have some humans in it, not just pussies, end quote. Uh, oh, dear. Jesus. Well,
1: two th- I am producing in- <laughs> that will have some humans in it. Have like, some humans what a in it. Yeah, yeah. what a weirdo.
0: Which, by the way, doesn't that sound like a serial killer? Like, who says that? Definitely. Well, in early 2012, investigators received a tip from the AB project that Luca may have moved to Montreal, which is not Montana, it turns out, um, hmm. based on a photo posted to his social media account. In mid-May of that year, there were a high number of references made to an as-yet-unsurfaced video that seemed to be called One Lunatic, One Ice Pick." anonymous posts popped up all over forums asking where the video could be found and watched. It's so weird. Like, I don't know if this is technically the dark web, so to speak, but it's so weird to think like how this kind of like behavior and, momentum happens around these like really insidious topics and like videos in the background or even
1: like bullying someone online like one person makes one comment one accusation everyone just jumps to it it's crazy
0: yeah it is it's absolutely uh crazy it's heartbreaking um and it's a sign of like you know the age that we're in the digital age
1: yeah, for well, better or for worse.
0: Yeah, right. Well, a lot of frequenters of those forums believe this matched the buildup to the kitten videos where a lot of name dropping to an unpublished video would happen online prior to the video's release to build hype. So many believe all the name drops were Luca making posts himself from different alias accounts. The one lunatic one ice pick video never surfaced online and Luca's online activity ceased for a few weeks.
1: Okay, so let's take it back to maybe yeah. the beginning of the story. And when we were talking about my birthday, May 24th, was the last day Jun Lin, who right. was the 33 year old Chinese student at Concordia University, was seen alive by his friends. The mm. following day, on May 25th, one of Luca's neighbors spotted him carrying a box to the post office. May 25th was also the day one lunatic, one ice pick showed up online. The video depicts a young man tied up on a bed. Mm. The man is initially alive until being repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick. Ugh. His body is then dismembered with a knife.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah, I can't believe this stuff is like online. But the I video know. also contains acts of cannibalism and necrophilia. Ugh. On May 26th, Luca flew from Montreal to Paris. And that same day, an attorney named Roger Renville saw the snuff film. If you don't know what a snuff film is, it's a film where someone dies, they kill someone. And he reported it to the U.S. and Canadian police the following day. But it was dismissed as a fake. Hmm. Which I do probably assume, and maybe I'm wrong about this, maybe naively, that they probably do get a lot of videos or there are a lot of videos like this online that are fake.
0: Potentially. Doesn't mean they're yeah.
1: not disturbing. Yeah. But like that are probably more fake than not. And so maybe they just I mean, they should always do their due diligence, you know, with yeah. every single thing that they find. But, but I imagine like, it's not like the first of its kind.
0: I was just gonna say that. It's probably not the first of its kind. Also, you have to think this was probably what was this, 2012, I think is what we said. I mean, at that point, as someone and I'm saying this as a digital expert, to be honest, with my career and and just my interests you know, it was, it's getting easier at this point in time to create faked videos like that. Like AI and AR hasn't really come onto the scene in the same way it has now, like the way deep fakes and, you know, and, and filters, even just Snapchat alone, you know, you can do a lot of things like this these days, not necessarily killing, I'm just saying like faking out, uh, you know, recreating digital fakes basically. Um, so that's something to think about, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. Deep fakes especially kind of terrify me now I know. because they're just so real. But on May 29th, a Montreal janitor named Mike Nadeau discovered a human torso inside a suitcase that had been left in a pile of garbage on the curb. Now, if we remember, not that this necessarily means anything, but Luca was spot carrying a box and shipped to the post office. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: could not been that. A receptionist for the Conservative Party opened a box containing a human foot. Oh and the box had been delivered to the Conservative headquarters near Parliament Hill in Ottawa. There was oh a God. note attached to the foot stating that four more body parts had been mailed out. Authorities immediately began trying to track down the alleged parcels. So... The janitor discovered the suitcase with the torso, and I'm assuming, given the fact that, you know, May 25th, um, or sorry, yeah, May 25th, Luca's yeah. neighbor spotted him carrying boxes to the post office. So that, I can't prove that it was that, but it probably was that.
0: I mean, listen, we're really living up to our name of our show today, Shaken and Disturbed. I Like, every line that we're sharing with you is, like, freaking me out, I, I want to say at this yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, It's very disturbing. Very disturbing. A few hours later, a hand was discovered in a package at a postal warehouse in Ottawa addressed to the Liberal Party headquarters. On May 30th, a nationwide warrant was issued for 29-year-old Luca's arrest. The profiles about Luca describe him as a male model and a bisexual porn actor. Investigators believed Luca's apartment to be the scene of the crime. A search of the apartment turned up a pink sheet soaked with blood next to a blood-streaked shower curtain. Ugh. That just gave me a... Have you seen, like... Do you ever get those Instagram ads of, like, shower curtains yeah. that, like, turn bloody? And I'm like... Yeah. You know, I know that, like, a lot of listeners probably like that kind of stuff. But, I, I mean, like, why would you want that in your house? Maybe it's just because well, we've done so many of these episodes. I'm just like, no, thank ha-
1: you. Halloween, it can be fun. But yeah. I'm thinking to myself with this. I'm like, wow, he is not good at cleaning up any evidence. Well,
0: for sure. Yeah. Maybe he almost wants to be caught, too. Like, there could well, be again, a, he, a part he of He wants
1: that. the attention. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah he wants it.
0: Like other like other killers we've we've talked about, like part of the excitement for them is that their name is going to be mentioned on a newscast. You know what I mean? Well, police believe that the murder was videotaped and posted to an Alberta based website that specialized in gore and these kind of snuff films on may 31st luca was added to interpol's wanted person list and authorities believed him to be in europe at this point but the next day on june 1st montreal police identified the victim in the one lunatic one pickaxe video as the missing june lynn police police believe luca and june uh to have had some sort of a relationship um remember they kind of seem to be in similar you know in the same industry i believe right because june was a stripper and did his own videos so maybe that's how they met On June 2nd, the Montreal police added an additional charge to Luca's warrant for threatening the Canadian prime minister, stating that because the foot mailed to Ottawa was addressed to the prime minister's party, the charge is valid. Now, that's interesting because you're basically saying, you know... The, that the prime minister's part is uh responsible for the entire party and if you mess with the party you're messing with the prime minister listen this is canadian politics well, and if
1: you get a fucking foot <laughs> sent to you i'm pretty well, sure that right. feels like a threat to me
0: for sure the next day luca was spotted by authorities in france and was believed to be on the move the day after that he was arrested at an internet cafe in berlin the cafe's owner recognized luca and left the establishment to flag down police on the street that's pretty impressive I always wonder, like, you know, like, I always hear about these Interpol, you know, um, wanted posters and profiles. And, like, I never see them. I think I've talked about it before on the show. Like, I, I don't see wanted or missing posters ever. Like, where do people see those things?
1: I see, I see missing I see missing animals a lot, but I have seen missing person things, especially in the subway and stuff, where like oh, people yeah. do go missing. So I do see that. I haven't seen wanted or anything in a while. But one of the I yeah. guess kind of similarly though, I do see on sometimes like storefronts, they'll show security footage and be like wanted you know this person was stealing mm, yeah, or held up true. at gunpoint and they do put like security like blurry obviously because yeah, you yeah. can't know but like have any information stuff <laughs> i do see that stuff around i
0: just realized like that's very a very new york thing almost because i feel like i now that you're yeah. saying that i'm like i don't see those around here where i am right now but i definitely did when i was in new york yeah for sure well, sure. Luca was alone in the corner of that cafe when he was approached by police who asked for his identification. He rambled off several names before calmly staging, before calmly saying, "Okay, you got me. By the way, if you're on, if he, you're on the run, and you know that police are looking for you, you're not going to a cafe."
1: Let's just say he wants to be caught.
0: Yes, there's a there's definitely an element of that here. Right. Well, Luca was brought to a German pol- uh, prison where he stated that he would not fight extradition to Canada. So he's now trying to go back. Basically guards um, at the prison described him as quite meek choosing to room alone instead of sharing a cell with another purse, uh, prisoner.
1: Well, on June 5th, the Montreal police made a statement that although the note attached to the severed foot claimed more body parts were in the mail. And although several of June's body parts were still missing, mm. They had no reason to believe other parts were mailed out. Authorities also confirmed that Luca and June knew each other prior to the murder. Mm. And the same day, packages containing human remains were delivered to two Vancouver schools. Oh my God. Police later confirmed the body parts sent to the schools did belong to June Lynn. On June eighteenth, two 2012, Luca was extradited to Canada, and the following day, he pled not guilty to the murder and dismemberment of June Lynn. His court date was set for early in 2013. I... It's just interesting that he would plead not guilty only because up until now, even when the police caught him, he was like, OK, you got me. And maybe it's just he's not pleading guilty to that or he didn't yeah. know. But it seems a little weird. On July 1st, more human remains turned up in a Montreal Ugh. city park that were later determined to belong to Jews as well.
0: So this is after his sentencing. Or I mean, yes. wait, is it sentencing or just his his plea? Maybe he hadn't been to no, trial
1: yet. His court date was set but he, oh, and he was God. extradited. But his court date was set, but he didn't have it yet. But still, like, in April of 2013, following several preliminary competency hearings, Luca was ordered by the court to stand trial for first-degree murder with a trial date set for September of 2014. Luca's trial began on September 29th, 2014, with the defense team admitting that Luca had, in fact, slain June, (laughs) but that he was not criminally responsible at the time.
0: Okay, so that's where the not guilty plea comes in. Okay. Okay.
1: Canada's not criminally responsi- responsible statute was passed in 2013 and applies to defendants who are found to have committed an act that constitutes an offense, but can, but who cannot appreciate or understand what they did was wrong due to a mental disorder at the time. So it's kind of like pleading insanity a little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: Same kind of thing here. Uh, I, I, I think more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, more or less. Well, the defense argued that Luca is schizophrenic and was therefore not criminally responsible at the time he killed June. But obviously, in order to do that, you got to fucking prove that he's schizophrenic. you got to prove that.
0: Right, and there's no history of that. I mean, now that I'm listening to, um, you know, you tell part of of these details with this research, I am thinking like, okay, well, say he is schizophrenic and mentally unwell. That might explain why he's just hanging out at a cafe, too. Like, he might not understand that people are looking for him, frankly. I
1: think he wants people to look for him like I think yeah. he wanted this whole thing
0: yeah I would probably agree with because
1: you honestly he might not have been found if it not been for him putting himself at the forefront yeah. of, like, the police station and be like, it's not me. Terrible rumors being swirled about me. He was obsessed with himself.
0: But also, like, why, you know, like, this all happens and then he flies from Montreal to Paris. Like, well, what's that? Like, obviously, right. you know what you did here or you wouldn't be flying to another country. So Exactly. Well, the trial lasted several months with jury deliberation starting on uh, December 15th. After deliberating for 40 hours, the jury approached the court to ask whether a personality disorder is considered quote a disease of the mind as a matter of law before returning to sequester, which is of course the big question, right? Like that's of what course. we were kind of debating here even between the two of us, or not even debating, just having a conversation. On December 23rd, 8 days uh, after 8 days of deliberation, the jury d- returned a verdict of guilty on the charge of the first degree murder and dismemberment of June Lynn. Luca was also found guilty on four other charges, criminally harassing the prime minister, mailing obscene and indecent material, committing committing an indignity to a body and publishing obscene materials. Those are so many like really disturbing, yeah. uh, charges, by the way, Luca was sentenced to life in prison for the murder and dismemberment of June. For the four other charges, he was given the maximum sentence allowed under the criminal code for each charge. Each ranged from two to ten years. Obviously, it doesn't matter. He got life for the other charge. Although the defense began the appeal process, Luca formally withdrew his appeal for the first-degree murder on February 18, 2015. So he this guy is away. had
1: resigned, too. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. guy's not coming out, but Wow.
0: Well, I'm just glad we didn't go too far into the. You should stuff. watch.
1: You should watch that show though on Netflix. I, you you know, really I,
0: should. I know I should for the true crime of it all, if nothing else. But I don't know, Darren. Like, I feel listen. Like I would you know, be know how I am with
1: animals. You know, know. You know how I am with animals. I I'm know. just saying. Like, if anyone. I mean it is it's easier to handle in terms of just like how mm-hmm. horrible it seems like it's way more about the crime and the yeah. you know the internet true. thing than it that's is like about bird. the kittens like trust me on that we all yeah. know how i feel about cats so by the I'm way i'm just saying it's, of... it's good for it sorry go ahead
0: no that's okay i was just gonna say speaking of cats how is the cat tissue holder holding up that i got you
1: Well, oddly enough, when my parents were, came over and my brother was over, like, my brother's girlfriend was just, like, commenting on, it. it's so big. And I was like, yep, John Thrasher got it. And I put it right at the front of my door. That's That's right.
0: It is very big. And for those who don't know, I got Darren a, I think it's ceramic. Is it ceramic or plastic or something?
1: Uh, It's hard to say. It feels ceramic, but it, but like, yeah, yeah. It's big though. It's like a foot long.
0: Yeah. It's like a foot long. And it's a cat where you take a tissue out of its bum. And that's all we're going to say about that. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to big I
1: mean, that's show. all we really need to say that's about that. That's all you need that. to know. Um, yeah. That's all you
0: By need to way, know. By the way, I did feel bad. I think I did mention this. I felt bad because of how big it is. It's like we live, you know, you live in New York City. You don't need a big old cat tissue holder. You know what I mean? Like, no, but I, I moved but into, into like a better
1: it. apartment, so I got a bigger okay. place. So right, I, have, I have room enough. for it. Don't you worry. All right. Um, shall, we, shall we get to listener shout outs?
0: Yes. But before we do that, listeners, let us know what you think about this case and, of course, the Netflix documentary that I. I may or may not get to hit us up at on social media at J thrasher and carpe darren facebook group we've got patreon there are a million ways to get a hold of us these days darren why don't you take the first shout out
1: Yes, absolutely. Candace in our Patreon group said, so I was born in Amarillo and raised near Lubbock and I'm currently dying over John trying to pronounce West Texas cities fancier than they are. (laughs) Lubbock. Lubbock. It's so so sweet that you think we are fancy over here, over there in the (laughs) deserts of Texas instead of the dusty lizard people we are at heart. (laughs) And let me just say, for all the Texans out there, those are Candace's words. I was going to say, she said that. Not mine. I did not say dusty lizard people
0: we are at heart. Well, listen, if that's how people in Texas identify, then that's what we have to say. Hey, man, you know? I'm
1: all about it. Yeah. Everything's big. Everything's bigger and dustier in Texas. And,
0: and more lizard like, well, Candace, thank you for that. I am trying yeah. my best. Um, you know, we, frankly, we are true crime podcasters, but we are not um, experts in city names. Let's put it that way. Frankly, Candace, John
1: John is what we call a nightmare
0: person. I'm a nightmare person. Get used to yeah. it. That's well, right. Emma in our Facebook group Darren just discovered us Uh, she wrote us a long message and I just wanted to share some of it here she says quote I'm so late to the game I love you guys so much you crack me the fuck up every day I own a dog walking company outside of Philly so you guys are in my ear literally eight hours a day while I walk
1: Oh god
0: I have to say that I'm pretty sure John Thrasher and I are destined to be best beasties. I think she means besties though.
1: No, I think she means beasties. Maybe she means
0: beasties. I Maybe we're beasties. beast friends and no one yeah, knows.
1: You're, you're my beastie.
0: She says not only do I <laughs> not only do I have the same first name as your favorite spice girl, which is yeah. Anna, I named my business are you ready for this, Darren? Jurassic oh, God. Bark. There it is. Okay, so I may be a bigger fan than even you are. Darren, there I love is. you equally and totally relate to your tell-how-it-is attitude and love of black clothing, and that you drink, John, under the table every week. Excuse Emma, me. Emma, Emma knows
1: me. Emma gets me on a level that you've never been able
0: to, John. <laughs> That's because I'm a nightmare person. What more do you want from me? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you very much for those. uh, And thank Emma for that amazing shout out to everyone who's listening. If you want more episodes of Shaken and Disturbed, by the way, including even more NMR episodes, now is the time to sign up for Patreon. You're going to get a lot more of those episodes and more from us starting now. And if you subscribe annually, you're going to get 15% off whatever it is you choose. So by the way, you're helping keeping the show going. We really appreciate all of you guys. Um, It really means a lot to us that you would support us that way.
1: Yeah, you have no idea what it means to us. And as always, thanks to our lovely behind-the-scenes producer
0: and Rocky
1: Horror Picture Show extraordinaire Megan. You guys are amazing. I can't wait to discuss my dinner on NMR. Definitely listen to that this week. And we'll see you all next week for another episode of Shaken and Disturbed.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.